1: rob McCarran.
2: pyro michael cole oh my god is that oh it's the demon the demon has returned uh.
1: jeff hawkins
2: choke slam and that's it there you go
0: you're listening to shake them ropes with rob mccarron and jeff hawkins
2: trying to tell you something about my life maybe give me insight between black and white and the best thing you've ever done for me is to help me take my life less seriously it's only life after all the indigo girls closer to five at elimination chamber we got a new WWE world champ and a Smackdown women's champ on Raw we got a new WWE women's champion and a festival of friendship on Smackdown all of the number one contenders are gone and we are left wondering what's next oh and Emelina debuted this week <laughs> our top 100 match this week from Wrestlemania 13 Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart in a submission match and your host as always Mr. Rob McCarran and Rob I've heard from various sources that Alicia Fox once held the Divas title
3: yeah you uh, butchered that a little bit um, <laughs> see what happens is when I make mistakes on the show no one when just no one says an I. When it's like oh yeah it's like oh another Rob mistake lol how fun! <laughs> when Jeff makes a mistake on the show, all of uh, the army comes out.
2: Half of Twitter tells me <laughs> throughout the week. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I like it. Like it. I love. I love when people correct me. <laughs> well, he, I just
3: I just like that people are uh, responding and and showing that at least <laughs> hey, you know, we listen to the show intently because we're well, waiting yes. for the screw up.
2: Yeah, we're, wait, we're waiting for the guy who supposedly knows stuff to screw up. Right. No, my my favorite part was. It, it not only happened throughout the week, like four days later, I'm still getting tweets. Hey, I don't know if you've heard yet, you've Alicia Fox. Like, yeah.
3: <laughs> you've gotten some today. It's You're getting tweets all over the place. It's like, I'm. <laughs> I was, everyone knows I'm just the rodeo clown here, and he's going to say <laughs> stupid things. He's going to talk about Baron Corbin and Tino <laughs> Sabatelli, but oh, oh, Jeff, Alicia Jeff, Fox, Hello. Oh.
2: <laughs> The paragon of virtue that Jeff is. No, oh, yeah. but the best part was I was so, not angry, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm appreciative of people when they correct me, so I have that knowledge. But I was just, yeah. you know, I was a little weary of it. So I go and I turn on WWE 2K17, which I just recently purchased, and I'm learning how to play. Oh yeah. on, commenta- just, yeah. on commentary, uh-huh. Jerry Lawler. Hey, did you know that Alicia Fox used the Divas title? And I just threw my controller and turned the damn thing off.
3: Rubbing it in they were rubbing it (laughs) into you is what was happening
2: oh yeah Hmm.
3: yeah that was quite the uh quite the week so yes alicia fox is a former champion (laughs) in wwe she's a former divas champion i tried to come to your defense like the divas title doesn't exist anymore i was like responding like what championship is that i've never heard of it 36
2: days or something like that
3: yeah it wasn't it couldn't have been a long run it couldn't have been a long run Uh, But yeah, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to go into this week, Um, an extended Shake Them Ropes weekend episode, uh, as we will be releasing this late Thursday, early Friday is when most people will end up getting it uh, on there. So yeah, sorry, we're we're a day late than usual. Um, Very, very simple explanation. I thought yesterday was Tuesday. It's it's as simple as that. I went through the whole day thinking it was Tuesday, so I'm like, oh no, no big deal. I'm going to watch some Chicago Fire, not realizing that it was on the DVR. So luckily, I didn't miss it. I mean, I I couldn't miss Chicago Fire.
2: Oh that, no, it's it's one. It's intense drama.
3: Cole Cabana was on Chicago PD this week. I don't know if you heard.
2: Is there a show that's not based in Chicago on the NBC M- network? NBC right now, NBC
3: is becoming the Chicago network because there's another show coming up. They got Chicago Med, they got Fire, and they got PD. And then Chicago Justice starts in two weeks.
2: Oh, really? Did they have, like, Chicago, I don't know, sanitation department where guys just go take, or, or Chicago power and gas, where they go out and, like, in, like, cherry pickers and repair power lines and stuff that'd be cool
3: no you could do chicago city hall you can do you can do more chicago shows i mean chicago parks and
0: rec there he's we still go. got
3: law and order svu uh, too i mean it's not just the chicago shows he's still got svu on there i think those are the five i think those are the five he does between uh, yeah, that and
2: uh between that and what uh ncis you know you got poughkeepsie
3: a, yeah. and, and
2: and a lot of yeah. ncis
3: right. shows uh you got the ncis shows you got csi um, I only think there's like two CSIs now though. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure on the CBS shows. I don't really watch CBS for much. Um, but yeah, the, the Chicago shows are taking over NBC. Yeah. They are absolutely taking over. And and in two weeks when Chicago justice starts, there is a four way crossover event. All four episodes, all like, like four episodes of TV are going to have the cast of every single episode in them. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be something, man. We may just that may be our shake them ropes episode that week. We should just review all of the Chicago crossover shows. That can that can be what replaces our top one hundred, Jeff.
2: You know what? That's going to be a great solo show for you. <laughs> yeah, the shake them ropes, <laughs>
3: go solo. No longer talking about pro wrestling.
2: the the, the rob Mc, the rob mccarran yeah. self indulgent hooba gets another episode. Although Why Carl Weathers hold on name to hold on. Carl Weathers Carl Weathers is He's on that justice. show, He's which makes justice, it awesome. Yeah. Yep, but. Oh, god, this is just the kiss of death. John Seda is on the show as well, chief he... investigator until Anto- he's on Chicago Chicago PD, but he is just he's been death since homicide life on the streets. He was death on Oz. He, he's just his characters suck. He was, well, see bad, what happened. On, he was bad on Tremay. I mean, my god,
3: see what happened was he was a regular on PD but he's going over to Chicago Justice. He's well, now a regular on Justice.
2: The big John Seda fan club going over there with him? Yeah. And I'm not blaming him necessarily. I'm blaming all the characters that are written for him.
0: I was a you know, So
2: hold on. If you know John Seda and you've gone over and said that Jeff Hawkins says you suck, that's not true. His characters suck.
3: I uh, John Seda is my favorite actor on the show. I was sad to see him go. But now I'll get him back with Chicago Justice. Can't wait.
2: You are garbage. Let's get this show going. <laughs>
3: so, so much to get into. Um, speaking of our top 100 match, uh, we are at number two. We are at Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart uh, from WrestleMania 13. Stone Cold Steve Austin in the news this week, Jeff. We had the, uh, Linda McMahon was confirmed to lead the Small Business Administration uh, in President Donald J. Trump's cabinet uh cabinet level but not really part of the cabinet whatever that is i just uh, so love
2: we, i love the the reverence you give our president you're
3: right <laughs> donald yeah. j trump well i might as well do it now because i don't got much longer to do it uh so <laughs> right we uh we had the photo in the oval office of the mcmahon family you had shane there You had uh shane's uh wife marissa marissa Melissa, marissa i believe yes um you had Linda and Vince. You had Stephanie and Triple H. And you had lots of uh, Vince grandbabies. And
2: uh, a cousin prom- Oliver, yeah, had yeah, all the whole. A, a prominent tweet
3: making its way around. Uh, a lot of people. I got to tell you, a lot of non-wrestling fans were talking about this tweet and this picture and this meme that was going around uh, with the with the caption that Steve Austin has given the stunner to forty six percent of the people <laughs> in that photo, including the president because that is true he stunned linda he stunned stephanie he stunned triple h vince donald j trump shane everyone but the kids i mean basically the kids are all that's left and in 20 years i bet we're gonna get really old steve austin with the gut stunning all the mcmahon kids all of them
2: has that stone cold ipa beer belly coming out at wrestlemania 45 and just stunning the grandkids
3: Hey, oh, my gosh. I mean, uh, beer body at that point. We already got the beer belly, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, we got the uh, the beer body coming up in 20 years, I would imagine. Uh, so, yeah, and we we got a couple of questions in the uh, Shake Them Ropes mailbag. You can follow us along at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter. You can follow Jeff at Crap Game 13 We are available on iTunes Stitcher, tune and radio, Jeff. And uh, we are back in full force on iTunes. I know there was a couple of weeks there where it was uh, – we we're, were hit and miss. Uh, you might have gotten us on your feed. You might not have. Uh, hopefully, now that should all be corrected. And, yeah. you know, the, if flag, you let, the, flagship, yeah. the
2: flagship entered a feud with Apple.
1: And, yeah, because
3: uh, yeah. you can't win that. I mean, you need iTunes. Yeah. People need iTunes. I, I don't listen to podcasts on iTunes, but a lot of people do. Uh, I think you're you downcast.
2: Yes. Uh, and I but, blame Joe Lanza. I blame Joe Lanza fully. This is his fault
3: it It absolutely is I mean i I don't know how you can go around that uh but uh Joe Lanza is still there, and so we just gotta live with that, and we gotta live with uh him corrupting our business relationship with iTunes, but thankfully, iTunes has forgiven him at least for now,
2: oh, they've forgiven us, they haven't forgiven him yet,
3: oh no, not yet okay yeah no. you you are more in tune with the iTunes uh decision makers than I am, obviously. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll leave that to you uh, to give me that information. But yeah, we are back on iTunes uh, and we thank everyone who's given us a rating and review on the iTunes feed. Even if you don't listen to, on, uh, on iTunes to us, uh, we appreciate if you go on to iTunes, you can get us bit.ly. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-T-R iTunes uh, or just you know, search Shake Them Ropes on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms and you can find us. Uh, so we thank you all. Uh, for doing that uh, in the topic of our top 100 questions. Cause we're our top 100 matches, because we'll get to Steve Austin, Brett Hart, you and I have been going over the show sometimes on the show uh, for the last several weeks. What will happen after the top 100 is done? Because we've been doing this for like two years now, ever since this list came out on WWE.com, we've been doing it for two years. What will happen when the top 100 match series is over? How are we going to fill the last segment of our show? And uh, we've gone over ideas in the past. Um one prominent idea of course being reviews of all of the John Cena Randy Orton matches cuz that would last us for another year. Uh, are are you lukewarm on that idea? Where where do you think uh, the John Cena Randy Orton match series goes cuz we just got another one last week on SmackDown. We we can do this for two more years maybe.
2: To quote a very famous song from a few years back, what's colder than cold? Ice cold. I do not want to do that at all. No. Oh, okay. Well then. I'd rather do I the guess, top 50 let's do the top 50 matches of Chris Benoit since you can't find them by doing a search.
3: No, I I don't like that idea either. I think we're going to cancel each other out there. We'll uh, we'll toss out the John Cena, Randy Orton match and we'll toss out Chris Benoit matches. Uh, What about, we had this suggested to us in a DM on Twitter. What about all of Kane's WWE TV returns? Really? There's like 10 of them.
2: I know. That
3: could last us you know, a few weeks. That can get us through the summer, the, the long, boring summer, where we're going to have to go through some Roman Reigns title matches, maybe. I don't know.
2: No, I'll go through them all right now. Pyro, Michael Cole. Oh, my God, is that? Oh, it's the demon. The demon has returned. Oh. <laughs> Choke slam, and that's it. There you go.
3: That's going to be an <laughs> open. Uh, the best one, of course, obviously, when Paul Bearer introduced him and there was like the five on five match at the end of Raw in like 1999 or 2000, whatever, because Dean Malenko was involved. So it would have had to have been uh, 2000, right? Um, yeah, I was a big fan of uh the Paul Bearer coming out with the blank, just black Titan Tron. Nothing going on with the lights. Everyone knows what that means when Paul Bearer comes out and then King comes out, just kills everybody. Dean Malenko sacrificing himself first. That's my favorite of the, uh, of the Kane return. So I guess we've already done that in um, a serious, uh, a serious suggestion. Finally. WWE has started coming out with these collections on the mm-hmm. WWE network.
2: Okay.
3: And one of the collections uh, I'm going to try to go on there. Cause I don't know the specific name. So I'm going to try to find this, but one of the collections is about hidden gems or like yeah. forgotten, you know, kind of these matches that didn't make tape in a lot of places they call it wwe hidden gems right and i was thinking maybe we can do something like that go through the hidden gems there's plenty of them in here there's like uh you know uh, what do we got here like 40 of them in here uh so that could cover almost a year uh the wwe hidden gems going over some of the lost forgotten matches on wwe network i think that might be uh what we end up doing next possibly if you are if you are in tune to that
2: I've, I've been watching them for fun mostly anyway. So sure, if you want to do yeah. that, I can. Although I got to warn you, they're not great matches per se. They're moments, yeah. a lot of them. So, yeah. I mean, some of them at last like 30 seconds and that's it.
3: Well, if you guys out there have a suggestion for what we should do <laughs> at the end of our top 100 match uh, series as Jeff is dying in Los Angeles. I'm
2: not. I just forgot to hit the cough button. I'm sorry. Do you have a cough button? I have a mutant microphone.
3: I can Man, mute you are super high tech. I don't have a cough button. I guess I could just uh, quickly lower the volume and uh, raise it back up. Uh, yes. I could do something like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So send us suggestions, guys. If you think of something we should do on this show, send us your pros, send us your cons at uh, Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, tweet or DM us. The DM box is open. We'll get to some mailbag questions that people sent in on Twitter and email later on in the show. Um, I, I wanted to open up, I guess this week, we got a lot to talk about. We got, you know, the, the new women's champions. We got this Emelina, uh debut. We got news on Kurt Angle. We got Goldberg and Kevin Owens going over a Twitter feud. Uh, but I wanted to start with the Royal Rumble was just two weeks ago. Randy Orton won the match. And obviously the idea is he would go on to main event WrestleMania, probably not in the last match of the show, but he'd be involved in the title match. And, Bray Wyatt wins at Elimination Chamber, the WWE Championship, the SmackDown title. So there you are. The story is set. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. They got five weeks to kind of build up some tension. You know, right now they're they're in cahoots. They're on a team. Randy Orton's, you know, keeping his step in line with Bray Wyatt's philosophy. And we haven't seen dissension. So would this be the cause of the dissension? Well, guess what? The first week in. Randy Orton says he's giving up his world title match. He's not going to compete in a world title match. And now next week on SmackDown, a battle royal to create a new number one contender is going to happen. Um, any any possibility someone wins that match that isn't named Luke Harper?
2: Randy Orton.
3: Well, why would Randy Orton, who gives up his title match, gives up his number one contendership, even be in that battle royal? Why would he be there?
2: Um, To protect... The, the match against Bray to keep another number one contender from being named. But I well, do think it's going to be Luke Harper. And I think eventually Randy's going to challenge Luke Harper for the match. And if Luke doesn't win, he can't be in the match. And right. then he's going to win. We have win plenty it. of time.
3: We have plenty yeah. of time. But I, I don't even know why Randy Orton would be in that. Bat- I don't think Randy Orton will be in the battle royal. Because if he wanted to just protect the match against Bray, he would keep the match and just, you know, do the finger poke of doom again on WrestleMania and just lose. Right.
2: No, Obviously, I agree. That would
3: never happen. But
2: I do think it's going to be Luke Harper, though.
3: You're right. All right. Yeah, I, I think Luke Harper ends up winning the match and then something happens where Randy Orton and Luke Harper happens again and Randy might change his mind a little bit. Or, you know, mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt might be getting a little too cocky as the, uh, as the master for Randy Orton.
2: Oh, you um, know what I hope doesn't happen, though? I hope it's up? not like they, they fight each other and then Bray accidentally hits Randy and that's when he decides, oh, I'm going to have my match again at WrestleMania.
3: Oh, it's going to be an accidental hit.
2: Yeah, it is. Some
3: type of accident will be what uh, causes the downfall of this but uh speaking of randy orton luke harper if it happens again i won't be disappointed that match at elimination chamber was quite good
2: i thought it was good i just thought randy i've said before i think randy orton is very happy being a short order cook when he could be a chef i'll put it that way i think he was good I, i think he didn't want to be great for whatever reason that, or at least go the extra mile. I think he put in enough to be very, very good. Let's put it that way.
3: That crowd at Talking Stick was pretty mm. crappy all night, right?
2: Um, I, I wouldn't call them crappy. I, I, I think they're... How 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 will I put this to be nice? Because I don't like crowd shaming. They're very suburban and they're yeah. very WWE. They're very okay. programmed in the WWE style. And they so were, they know what to expect. They know <laughs> when to cheer. They know when to sit on their hands.
3: And they were given Mojo versus Kurt Hawkins in the first match.
2: Yes, probably they were a matters. Smack. They were they were a SmackDown crowd from suburban Phoenix, Arizona.
3: I think it was a Raw crowd watching a SmackDown pay per view. Could be. Yeah. But they came out, uh they came alive during this Luke Harper Randy Orton match because Luke Harper Randy Orton was was great. I mean, I I gave it six and a half stars. I thought it was the best match <laughs> of the night. Uh shortly behind it, Becky Lynch versus Mickey James, which I gave eight and a half stars. And yeah, don't ask me how more is better or more is worse. It just I is. Won't. Um yeah, I liked Randy Orton and uh, and Luke Harper quite a bit. So I if that happens it. again on TV, that'll be great.
2: I liked it. I just thought I thought they were wrestling two different matches sometimes. I think Luke Harper wanted it to be a lot more harder hitting and a little bit more fast-paced. I think Randy Orton kind of slowed it down a bit.
3: So Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper has been uh, banted about people thinking this is headed to a three-way instead of just Randy Orton getting his match back. Uh, What do you think about that as a, uh, one of the co-main events of WrestleMania, Luke Harper in a three-way, that would be pretty cool for Luke coming back from injury and ending up getting a pretty big match at WrestleMania. Do you think it'll happen?
2: Probably. I, th- I think that's, you know what? That's as good as as having the one-on-one for me. I think And I think that would be, that could possibly steal the show in terms of violence. It really could. I do like the idea
3: of a complete breakdown of the Wyatt family, not just doing the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt thing, but actually having Luke Harper involved and doing the absolute full breakdown of that. Like, oh, and bring it, Eric, bring it Eric
2: Rowan. Bring it tables I mean, and you want, chairs. Oh, sure. Just, just have want it be, bring be it abject destruction, even tear down the ring at the end of the thing. That's how much destruction of the Wyatt family I want.
3: Tear down the ring at the end of the match when, they, when it's going to be like the opening match. I mean, really, if that match is sure. a three-way, that's opening WrestleMania. Probably. It'll be one of the main events, you know, the quote-unquote main events of the show, but it's opening the show.
2: You know what? They'll call it a main event, and then the others will be special attractions. Yeah,
3: everything will be special attraction. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would imagine uh, that would be, if I was picking one match to open the show, it'd be Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper. It might even be Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, but probably not. I don't know. Uh, but that's pretty interesting. Uh, a, a different dynamic that I don't think a lot of people were expecting. Uh, you know, People were just kind of swallowing it, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. But they've, they've thrown a wrench into it, and we still got, what, like seven weeks of TV. So there's plenty of time, six or seven yeah. weeks of uh, episodes leading up to WrestleMania. So a lot can happen. They can do the Luke Harper-Randy Orton match. They can build up a three-way. Uh, a lot of time going on. Uh, did you watch Talking Smack after, uh, after SmackDown? Of course it's looking like I and they started kind of planting the seeds to AJ Styles Shane McMahon if that does indeed come to fruition as a Wrestlemania match uh, AJ yes. Styles getting upset will he get a one-on-one match with Bray Wyatt for the WWE title will he not and that's what causes a Shane McMahon uh, match to get into uh, but yeah, we got it, our first it, real it, taste of that
2: yeah no it sounded like they were playing the seeds for that so I think that's the direction they go I'm hoping that it's not between the two of them and I'm hoping that Shane has a proxy and or and that AJ Styles ends up being up having to fight him because I really don't want to see AJ versus Shane I think AJ deserves better but uh to go back to the original question Alexa Bliss was on of course I'm watching talking smack old rubber face is on there lover you say
3: AJ deserves better but what would be better what would be better than a singles match with Shane McMahon that's realistic I suppose
2: well, if you build up a I mean if if Seth Rollins can't go and they decide to scrap that, I'll take Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles as a Triple H versus Shane McMahon proxy war. I'll take that. Even yeah. if you you know what? Even if even if Seth can go and Seth and Triple H are going to work around the leg, yeah. I'll take Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. I'll take I'll take AJ Styles and Bray if AJ wins this battle royal, I'll take AJ Styles and, and Baron Corbin even, if you wanted to. But yeah, I think Samoa Baron Joe. Corbin's I think Baron Corbin's going into the battle royal to have that stare down with Braun. So mm-hmm.
3: Samoa Joe's coming in at a very interesting time because he definitely has this spot for fast lane and it looks like Sami Zayn is the spot. Uh, But afterwards, you know, if he's going to be involved with Triple H and they're kind of distancing himself right now from the Triple H role, Uh, like Triple H brings him in, but Samoa Joe is going to be his own thing. We don't know if we're going to see Seth Rollins on TV at all leading up to WrestleMania. Uh, We don't know if Seth Rollins will be on WrestleMania yet. So Samoa Joe is kind of in a pattern where, okay, what's next after? You know, is a spot in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania in his future is he going to have some type of singles match will it be a tag team match well maybe seth rollins can compete at wrestlemania but to ease him up a little bit on his workload it is a tag team match of some sort
2: yeah Um, and i I put that last week so
3: yeah uh no that was my idea uh you had nothing to do (laughs) with with that at all Um, that was all my idea uh coming out of sunday and monday Bailey is the Raw Women's Champion. It happened, and we talked about this last week. Would it be now or never for Naomi? Well, thankfully, it was not never. Naomi wins, finally, uh, the Women's Championship of SmackDown, and we have Bailey and Naomi heading into March, mo- most likely. I mean, I guess we still have a couple of weeks, but most likely heading into March as the champions of the women's divisions on the two shows. Um not so much what did you think of the matches, uh, but what do you think of the importance? Naomi and Alexa Bliss was, of course, uh, you know, basically played up as one of the big matches, if not the second most important match on the SmackDown side. And Bailey and Charlotte main evented Raw. I, win, the women's division main eventing Raw is no longer this, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's happening. It, if it happens once every single uh, month, that, that's to be expected at this point. We had it with Sasha Banks in Charlotte. We're having it with Bailey now. Uh, the women definitely don't feel out of place main eventing Raw, and that's a good thing. And they have delivered almost every single time.
2: No, I, I agree with that. I, I have two separate thoughts, one for each. Um, SmackDown, it's going to be interesting because I could see them switching that belt off and having Naomi win it in Orlando for the hometown pop. I really could. Um, I thought the match was okay. I, I thought I thought they did they did fine. I, I need a little bit more out of uh, Naomi's promos, both on Talking Smack and at the uh at, and on SmackDown. But uh, I hope they give her a few more weeks. I hope it. I hope my cynicism is not um in terms of why they gave it to Naomi. And I went over that last week. Uh, why they gave it to Naomi because of the month. Um I hope that's not true. I hope they really do have some faith in her. Uh the Bailey one I'm still I'm still processing to be honest with you. Um especially after the ratings news because I'm hoping that they don't get blamed for the ratings going down. I don't know. I mean for for the Bailey win it has to be wait and see, right? We have to see what they do next week. Because to me I still view Bailey that's one of those wins when she gets the title that needs to be a coronation. And that's, that wasn't a coronation the way she won it. WrestleMania would have been a proper win for Bailey there, just like it would have made Sasha a much bigger deal than, than she already was at that time. There are certain people in certain divisions that need a big win at a certain big pay-per-view. And for me, I thought Bailey's crowning achievement should have probably come at WrestleMania. I still think it is. I think they're going to do this four way, and I think it's going to be Bailey as the only face versus three heel challengers because I think Sasha's going to, th- this jabbing the crutch into Charlotte's going to be the start of her heel turn. And I don't know how I feel about that being the um, catalyst for Bailey's first title win on the main roster. I really don't. I'm still a little bit conflicted at it because I think. You know, because I think she's a marketing um, bonanza if they did it right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, potentially, but I don't think they have, and I don't, I'm not sure that they do, especially with the rumor that Kelly Kelly's coming back. I could see them all oh, saving that pay per view win over Charlotte for her. I, you know, it's it's. I I'm still look. I'm happy she gets the title. I'm happy that she gets to show what she can do as a championship caliber performer. I just don't know if this was the right way to do it. And this was the right time. Cause I think she's going to lose it at fast lane.
3: I, yeah. Cause the pay-per-view streak, uh, they've started playing that up. It's not going to finish right now. Uh, right. The pay-per-view streak could come to an end at WrestleMania. Uh, but yeah, if Charlotte versus Bailey is happening at fast lane, Charlotte's winning it back. She just did. Right.
2: Yeah. You're not, and and, and that's a total, and that's a total waste of moving the belt, other than to give the win back to Charlotte. So it does nothing for Bailey,
3: unless that's where you do the the uh, heel turn uh, with Sasha. I guess, unless that's where you put it, so that way it's not Bailey's loss; it's uh, Sasha's fault. And yeah, then You probably. do a a three way at WrestleMania, or if you do indeed include Nia Jax, maybe you include
2: Emma. Maybe we're gonna have like a gauntlet or dana brooke dana brooke since but dana was in there as a proxy for nia Jax because nia lost her flight or mr flight correct yeah
3: there there's a lot of uh right there's a lot of different uh ways you can go at wrestlemania four-way i would say the four-way idea is probably the most likely um but that I, means I, I, on the smackdown side you have to do a singles match you have to do naomi and alexa you have to do naomi versus somebody
2: pre-show that's going to be a pre-show match. Could Either
3: be. Way. It could be the WWE network like main event, if you will. Um, you know, last year we didn't really have something like that, but the U S title was defended in the uh, pre-show. Yes. Um, that was the belt that Callisto had, right? It was the U S title, I think.
2: Yeah. That was the Ryback Callisto match. Yep. Uh,
3: so yeah, you could do that title match in the pre-show. That's fine. Cause um, it, it could, but as long as they build it up, like this is the pre-show main event, or this is the kickoff main event, if you will, I, I'm fine with that marketing. Um, okay. I'm completely fine with that. Uh, Let's talk Emma, shall we? Well, we I wanted to talk Emma. Emma the Kelly Kelly bridge is kind of uh, okay. getting us to the Emma spot. Uh, we had the Emmalina debut after so many weeks of premiering. The videos had played longer than she was actually injured, uh, mm-hmm. but it took almost a year to get her back on television here. We had the debut and the subsequent last appearance it looks like of Emmelina on raw as she is going back to Emma and Ryan Satin reported on pro wrestling sheet that the reason she will no longer be portraying uh, portraying the Emmalina character is because she could not pull off what WWE creative was planning for the character, uh, which tells me that why were you, why were you trying to make Emma someone that she wasn't? I mean, I don't know what the role was she was supposed to be playing. Uh, it's come out that, you know, they wanted her to be sable. Like they wanted to have her transcend just being wrestling.
2: Hold on, they um, wanted her. No, they they gave examples. They said Sable, Sonny, and the Cat. Now, what does that scream to you?
3: It, it screams the whole last two years. Of the Divas Division has been a blur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Se- been a sex pot?
2: Sex pot. That's what they wanted, and they wanted her, it's kind of the same thing they wanted Lana to be.
3: So the role and was you know- sex pot. The role was hot woman. And yes, Emma is a very attractive girl, and she got the notice of the WWE creative team most likely for this role because of her Instagram. I mean, she posts a lot of pictures of herself on Instagram. And that's all well and good, but how about you work on the character first before just saying, okay, do this on screen and we'll see if it works? Do this yeah. in our our rehearsals and see if it works. Or maybe this Emma's character before she got injured was working and it was. I love the evil Emma. Why not just let Emma be Emma, be who she is? She had come into her own as evil Emma. Why did you have to change her?
2: This was such a stupid idea from them. I I I'm I'm not gonna hold back on this one because I I ranted about earlier this week as well she is a wrestler and they continually go back to that well and you see it every seasonal time where they want their female wrestlers to also be pinup models and they do these stupid photo shoots for them and and it and it goes back and it, and it as you intimate it It takes back all the progress that you get from respecting them as female athletes for the most part, because this is what they want. This is, I mean, this is the Vince McMahon movie studio. I want my leading lady and I want Emma to be it. Well, Emma is actually a serious wrestler. She wanted to be a wrestler. That's why she went to Lance storm to be trained. She wanted to be in the ring having good matches and to pull, she couldn't pull this off it well okay so what you know you ha, you've had plenty of these talking head types who could not i mean look the, the 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 common denominator between sable the cat and Sonny is they all sucked in the ring for the most part when they tried to put them in there that's not what i want emma to be that's not what i want this division to be i don't think this is what anybody wants this division to be except kevin dunn and vince mcmahon this isn't feminism this isn't I mean you can have that as a character you know who could pull off that character really well Eva Marie because that was her gimmick. Her gimmick exactly. was she's a model who who wants to be a wrestler. That is her gimmick. Bring back Eva Marie perhaps. But this this was just this is If I I have half a mind to think that Emma thought that that the reason she couldn't pull this off not that she could but the reason she could not pull it off Is that she was so insulted by it that her heart wasn't in it. And I totally understand that. I completely understand that. And I'm sure she probably gave them a little bit of feedback and they didn't like the feedback they were getting from her because why? Look, we have this genius idea. Why is she talking back to us? Why is she trying to change it?
3: What this genius idea of just uh, pretend you're taking a photo on Instagram and just do it on Raw. (laughs) <laughs> be be your Instagram character. You know what her Instagram character was? It wasn't Emma. I mean, it was herself.
2: Yeah, it was Tennille. And 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 you know who had a who has the gimmick where they put themselves on camera on for the Titantron? Tyler Breeze. That look how well that worked out for him.
3: I just I, I don't. It's just another sign of not playing to the character's strengths or not playing to the. You know the actor, Performer actress's strength, strength the performance yeah. strength, right? It's yeah, not no, pointing it, to them. It's we have we have this role, and we're going to shoehorn somebody into it, uh-huh. whether they fit there or not. And if they don't fit, we're going to hold it against them.
2: Yes, no, you, you you nailed this exactly. This is central casting, and <laughs> and okay, who do we, how did what do we have in mind when we wrote this character? Well, we have a. uh buxom blonde with big boobs and and she's the uh she's the uh main squeeze of the hero okay bring someone in and then a brunette comes in and nails the character and she goes well we can't use that because she's a brunette
3: <laughs> uh, we have this great idea for kylo ren seth rogan we're gonna put you in there just because we think sometimes you can look mean
2: Yeah, well, you're an actor, aren't you? Well, you know, the certain people can play certain types, guys. And I've never viewed Emma as necessarily having the disposition of, well, <laughs> I think she's a bit smarter than the role they're asking her to play. Let's put it that way.
3: So Scott asks on Twitter, part of our mailbag, Scott asks, uh, thoughts on Kelly Kelly doing the Emmalina gimmick instead of Emma? So the rumors out there, Kelly Kelly might be coming back. I mean, someone even, I don't know if it was Dave Meltzer, someone reported she was coming back for three years. First of all, this kind of stuns me. Uh, just because uh, I thought Kelly Kelly was not someone who missed wrestling. Um, You haven't really seen much of her in a wrestling-related sense ever since she's uh, left WWE. I mean, we're talking like five years now. Um, would she be welcome back? Yeah, I, I thought Kelly Kelly at her, in her late stage in WWE was the best Kelly Kelly they had, and she was finally coming into her own as kind of a wrestler there. Uh, but if Kelly Kelly comes back, that's an interesting name. It's a it's a blast from the not too far uh, distant past. Um, but would she? I, I don't think she's fit for a character like this
2: either. I do her I, her especially, especially if she's not wrestling. I mean, for me, I mean, I I, th- I think the reasons for her coming back are to have her own thing because her NHL husband is famous and she's kind of been stay at home trophy wife and you know money and uh and travel i think i think she 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 misses those things i don't think she necessarily misses wrestling i think she misses fame she couldn't run the ropes when she left rob she still couldn't run the ropes
3: she hasn't exactly been just sitting down as a housewife yes she's in a show she's on a show on e uh network and that's why being a sports wife yes yes
2: and it's a famous and it's a famous reality show and if they bring her over she's gonna be on total divas yeah, yeah. But,
3: I mean, I I just didn't think she missed wrestling,
2: and and that, hey, if she did, great. I do, I don't either. I don't. I think she misses being on TV more than wrestling.
3: But I'm wondering what this will what this will mean. Um, I, I her worst time in WWE was that ECW gimmick where she, she was forced to be like this sexy hot dancer and everything. Well, you can tell she just wasn't comfortable. So I don't think she would fit like a sable like role at all, where you have to be you know this uh this tough woman in the ring, but also dancing around. Oh, and no, no, her no, 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 I don't, I know. You're mistaken.
2: You're mistaken. The Sable role. No, what that, what they what that, what they meant by that was arm candy, not, not toughness of any kind.
3: Well, that's Sable's hey, pretty, role in WWE was she was arm candy at the beginning, but then she was like tough woman wrestler and tough in the ring while also being sexy and not letting anyone shame her for it. She was, she was a tough woman. In WWE
2: uh, and to show off her boobs occasionally, you know, that that's that was the role that was yep. it was the TNA. So so let's not let's let's not, I mean, look, Sable should get respect for being in the ring, but let's not, you know, I'm elevate not taking
3: her. I'm not making her great wrestler. I'm just saying what kind of wrestler she was in the ring. I mean, Sable, Sable was a woman who I, I would think would fit kind of in right now, too, because I mean, she, she was not ashamed to be the arm candy, but she was also not ashamed to be showing whatever she wanted to show on television. Eventually, she was yeah. she was empowered.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, well that? that's what it was. It, it was. it was I'm sexy. And that makes me a feminist, I guess. I, I, I mean, look, I, I'm looking at Kelly Kelly's body of work for the most part. And her her basic role was to get Jerry Lawler to act like a sev- seventh grader.
3: So (laughs) Jerry Lawler didn't need any help.
2: Oh, no, he did. Like a
3: seventh grader, though. No, he did not. But
2: Kelly Kelly certainly brought out the worst of Jerry Lawler, in my opinion.
3: But yeah, so Kelly Kelly possibly coming back. Mickey James is already back. Victoria, maybe she'll make an appearance uh, sometime soon. There's that idea for WrestleMania that you do. uh, We had the five on five total divas versus non total divas last year. Uh, Possible idea this year of doing the former women's stars and the current women's stars. You know, the divas division versus the women's division. Uh, happening at WrestleMania. Uh, mm. so that's always an idea or or instead of a Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal they do a women's Battle Royal. So you know, something like that. I don't think they would give up on the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal so soon. But no. you know cuz yeah, that's what Braun Strowman has to do this year, right? Yes. That's his role. Taking a break for just a moment. I want to remind all of you out there that Shake Them Ropes episode 196 is brought to you by Mac Weldon at macweldon.com. Mack Weldon believes in premium fabrics, smart design, and simple shopping for a great shopping experience for all of your men's basics. And to get 20% off, go shop at mackweldon.com right now and use promo code STR at checkout. And you get 20% off your first order at mackweldon.com. We're also brought to you by Lord Timepieces. Visit them at lordtimepieces.com. Right now, you can get 10% off of great, affordable watches with a classic design. Quality construction and styled minimalism. 10% off right now at LordTimePieces.com. Use promo code ROPES. That's 10% off right now if you use promo code ROPES at LordTimePieces.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Follow Jeff on Twitter at CrapGame13. Catch us at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Rate your reviews on iTunes. We would love to see what you think, good or bad, about the show. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, no matter the podcast platform. It's a great help if you rate and review us. And definitely share the podcast with your friends and enjoy the rest of STR 196 right now. Uh, Brock Lesnar has retired officially again from MMA. Uh, do you think uh, this is strictly because he wants to not get the random drug testing and he has no plans to go back, or is this uh, possible that you think he might be working more in WWE this year?
2: Note of clarification. I believe it's he's retired from the UFC, not from MMA.
3: Well, he's retired from MMA because if he hadn't retired from MMA in general, he would still be in the testing pool.
2: Does Bellator enter into the testing pool?: I don't know. Whatever Well, he I think is Bellator. I think his goal is Bellator. I think it's a one-fight deal.
3: His goal with Fedor?
2: Yes. A one-fight, super-fight deal worth a lot of money against Fedor. I think that's what's left for him because I agree, he doesn't want to be in the testing protocol. But Bellator or even Dream or was it Ryzen or whatever, some Japanese promotion where they don't require testing, will set that up in a heartbeat. You bet, and they'll pay him a lot of money for it. I think that's what he wants. I think he wants the one fight, and then he's done with MMA. Because that's the only real hill to to climb in terms of a super fight for him. So I think win or lose, Fedor and and Brock is probably somewhere on the horizon for later this year.
0: By the way, Kelly Kelly
3: is younger than Charlotte Flair.
2: Yeah, she's 30, right? She just turned 30.
3: She -hmm. just turned uh, 30 not too long ago. Yeah, so yeah, younger than Charlotte Flair. Uh, So all of the news stories... Uh, retired from competition, uh, retired from uh, mixed martial arts. Brock Lesnar. I, I don't think it's about him working WWE more either. Uh, but with this right. match at WrestleMania coming up, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, and you know, I got to think this match is going to end up being for the title. We got Goldberg and Kevin Steen or uh, Kevin Owens happening at Fastlane. Kevin Owens doesn't win that match. I don't know if Goldberg is necessarily going to lose it because you could have. Uh, You know, what I've been thinking is going to happen is a repeat of 2004 when Goldberg cost Brock Lesnar a title match at the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. I think Brock Lesnar is costing Goldberg the title match here. So we could have a title match. We may not have a title match. But if Brock Lesnar does indeed somehow walk out of WrestleMania as a WWE champion, I think he's working more this time around than the last time he was WWE champion. And he just wouldn't have time, even if he wanted to, to do MMA.
2: I just don't think Brock is the kind of guy who wants to be tied into a long-term contract. I could see him losing the Goldberg match still and going off to do the MMA thing and then coming back. Or I could see him winning it and going off to do MMA for a one-fight deal. So, I mean, either way, I think you're more or less right on fast lane. although I, I still think Chris Jericho is going to end up costing Kevin Owens the title.
0: Yeah,
3: it's very interesting what can happen <laughs> there, because that would be some kind of callback to the Eddie Guerrero-Brock Lesnar match. If Brock Lesnar comes out and costs Goldberg the championship and then you have, you know, a heated reason for having a third match, even though they've already announced the third match, that would be Mm -hmm. your heated reason for it. Um, There
2: you
3: go. I I love how, you know, Goldberg has been popular. Goldberg, obviously people remember him. Do you think people remember specifically that moment of the Eddie Guerrero title win? I think it was still No Way Out. Maybe it was back. Whatever, Matt, whatever show it was. Uh, You don't think people remember that Eddie Guerrero spot and how Goldberg cost Brock Lesnar the title?
2: I think some people probably remember it, but there's been so much wrestling product since it's been lost in the ether.
3: Yeah. Uh, On a related note, kind of uh, with Brock Lesnar going into Kurt Angle here, uh, reports coming out now that Kurt Angle might actually have a match or two in WWE, maybe even more, uh, if he passes a physical. And that's a pretty big caveat, uh, because passing the physical may not be something that happens. I, I'm going to guess that Kurt is going to have to uh, pass that physical with flying colors, and I don't know if Kurt Angle can do that anymore. Uh, but Kurt Angle, over-under, Jeff. I want you to answer this one. Over-under. I'm setting the number at two and a half. Over-under the number of wrestling matches Kurt Angle has in WWE for the rest of his life. Over-under under. two and a half.
2: Under. I'll take two.
3: So you think he will actually uh, compete
2: in the ring? Um, I, I do. And I think... Man, just thinking about it right now, there is a possibility, a small possibility, if he passes this physical. He could be Shane's proxy against AJ Styles.
3: I think they they do could do AJ it on the they Styles. could do it
2: they could do they could do it on the mutual respect thing about the uh about the uh fall about was it, the uh hardcore match or whatever they had. And then you have AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. I'll take that. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get Shane out of this match, however I can
3: is Kurt AJ big enough to main event WrestleMania on a card with Brock and Goldberg on it?
2: You mean last match? No, yeah, yeah. no, no, not at all. It's, it's not even bigger than Roman and whoever Roman's going to be facing, which is probably the undertaker.
3: Roman and Undertaker's a big one. And if, if Roman doesn't have the WWE title, which, you know, at this point seems like he won't, uh, Roman and Undertaker to me still main events WrestleMania over Brock Goldberg. I mean, I don't, I don't know. What are you going to main event Brock Goldberg at WrestleMania with? Like ten minutes, fifteen minutes? Is it going to be another quick one? I don't know if you can go out there and do a five minute match with Brock and Goldberg and main event WrestleMania with that.
2: The only way you can do that is if Goldberg wins and that's the end.
3: And because the, because uh, it's it's a, it's a to Goldberg.
2: It's it's a happy ending, and then WrestleMania thirty
3: three, the goodbye to Goldberg. Well, oh, so- it's a
2: moment. It's it's yeah. certainly a moment.
3: It's certainly a moment. But WWE doing that for Goldberg,
2: I don't. Yes, no. Your your cynicism is well placed here. Trust me.
3: It's amazing, right? That we're in a place where two years ago you never would have thought that WWE would give this big, you know, going away to Goldberg. You didn't think they would do that to Sting, and I guess he never got it because of the injury. But still, they never did it. No. And if they were going to do it for a WCW guy, it would have been Sting, not yes. Goldberg. But I, I guess that could happen. Mania is shaping up still to be while both uh, it's both predictable and unpredictable. Like we don't know where the titles are going to be. We don't know who's going to be in the title matches a hundred percent yet. We kind of see where everything is going. Um, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens as a singles match at WrestleMania is kind of like AJ and Chris Jericho last year, right? Where in theory it could be really good, but at the same time you wonder how is this a singles match on the biggest pay-per-view of them all?
2: Yes. And you're exactly right in comparing it to AJ Styles. I think you're going to get, I mean, <laughs> let me ask you this, because this, this came up in my head a little bit. Did they turn the wrong guy? I mean, not for the story they told, but overall, did they turn the wrong guy in Chris Jericho' face, or should they have turned Kevin Owens' face? Because after Goldberg leaves with Seth on the, on the shelf, all you got is Roman for big baby faces right now.
3: Yeah, but I think Roman and Kevin Owens is probably where you go in the summer.
2: Okay. No, that's um, fair enough. I think you get I think you get that half speed Chris Jericho tribute act that we got against AJ. I I will
3: like the build up to WrestleMania more with Kevin Owens as the bad guy. It, okay, it will so be it more works. enjoyable television. Kevin Owens plays that role quite a bit better. Uh, and let's face it, we need a heated Kevin Owens going into this Goldberg match. You couldn't do a babyface turn on him now. No, that's true. That's true. It, I just
2: meant. I just meant if you took away the festival of friendship, because it looked like at first the way they were building the story was that Chris Jericho was the manipulator here. Well, he
3: was also the bumbling goof at times. I mean, he was. That's more, true. He was more preoccupied with his list uh, than really doing. And yeah. let's face it, Kevin Owens has this big title match, and Kevin Owens is getting more serious, right? Because he knows that Goldberg's a pretty tough contender, maybe one of mm-hmm. the toughest contenders he's had, and he's going into this match while Chris Jericho has his gold belt he's got the u s title chris Jericho doesn 't have to worry so much about the world title anymore he 's not about protecting kevin owens he 's about his own championship, so the motivations had changed
2: oh, but- and there you go there you go no and Kevin Owens is a prize fighter and he wants the prize no mm-hmm. I, I i thought the I thought the festival of friendship was very very well done. that was just a question that came up kind of in the kind of in in my head a little bit, but i wasn't I wasn't uh, beholden to it at all. Let's put it that way.
3: I also don't uh, believe that Bill Goldberg is involved in a serious Twitter war, which he is right now. Kevin Owens and Bill Goldberg, you know, Goldberg's not on TV every week. So they've been building up their match at Fastlane on Twitter. They've been going back and forth for a week. Uh, Bill Goldberg is coming out with some shots. Kevin Owens usually gets the uh, better of him. uh, If you would ask most of the majority of the online wrestling, Twitter folk, uh, Kevin Owens, Bill Goldberg. Is this a sign that we're going to see a quite a bit more of this in more prominent matches? It's not just going to be on undercard and a lot of tag team. You know, the revival have been building up tag team matches for years on Twitter. Uh, Goldberg, Kevin Owens, they are building up a world title match on the March pay per view fast lane. A lot on Twitter. Is this a sign of more to come? Are we going to see a lot more social media uh, when we don't see as much build up on TV?
2: Overall, no. In WrestleMania season, yes,
0: you got to fight. I don't think
2: Undertaker, Undertaker and Roman Reigns aren't exactly going to be going on Twitter back and forth. It's just going to be certain Not characters. Not yet. I'm, no under, Look, I, we all said. I mean, it's a running joke. The the day that the Undertaker gets a Twitter handle and starts tweeting in character, it's the death of wrestling.
3: I hope his Twitter handle has an underscore in it too. I hope it's at the underscore <laughs> Undertaker.
2: Was it like uh? Was it the Malenko one that we had? at one time
3: I hope it's the underscore undertaker <laughs> twenty one underscore one oh, there's twenty two and one now i don't even know
2: Maybe the real one. undertaker w w e yeah.
3: real <laughs> undertaker real w w e underscore somewhere in underscore i'm not in i'm underscore. not letting go of that i'm not letting go of that at all uh but yeah Kevin owens Goldberg have been going back uh you can see all this uh you know uh cage side seats um the sports What is the SB Nation blog for pro wrestling? They had a big rundown of the uh, Twitter argument between Kevin Owens and Mr. Bill Goldberg, Mr. Bill Goldberg. I mean, I'm going to put you on the spot. We have the Fastlane uh, preview coming up in two weeks, I believe. Um, Bill Goldberg right now, if you had to put money on him to win the world title from Kevin Owens, would you? Yes. Even if I gave you the option that you didn't have to bet on it at all, would you bet money on, on Bill Goldberg to win?
2: If I don't have the option to bet money on it at all, no. But if I had to bet, yes.
3: Okay. So he's, so what'd you say, like 60 40? 60 40? Yes. maybe? So That's about I, right.
2: For, for my percentage, yeah. Yeah. Because you have two different guys who can interfere on either side you have Brock and then you have Jericho. So either way.
3: A, uh, a big, it just happened over the last couple of days. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Aziz Ansari uh, wore an NWO Wolfpack shirt. On national television, when he was hosting Saturday Night Live, we had Kendall Jenner, uh, one of the daughters in the Kardashian Jenner family. Kendall Jenner wore on a runway, I believe, a Michael Kors fashion show. Uh, she wore an NWO Wolfpack shirt. Now WWE has gone full blast; they they put the NWO Wolfpack shirt on sale, and it's on the front page of their WWE shop website. A lot of a lot of differing feedback. Um, not, I didn't notice as much when, uh, and sorry, wore the shirt, maybe because of the time frame, It was an SNL. It was a Saturday night. Not a lot of people paid attention. Uh, but this happening in the middle of a week, Kendall Jenner, pretty, I would say more famous than the Zansari, Sorry. Would you say? I mean, at least that family. Yes, probably. Um, Kendall Jenner wearing this Wolfpack shirt. Did you have any reaction to it, or did you have any reaction to the reaction to it?
2: No, I think it's political in nature, and I think that's as... uh, I mean, and and then the WWE is going to market it as much as they can, because it was political, the reasons that uh, Aziz wore it. So I I, I think, you know what, it's fine. I don't think it's wrestling-related, per se.
3: Yeah, I, I was more surprised, I guess, by some of the negative reaction. I also... On the Twitter, uh, on the uh, Twitter feed, I saw more reaction to the negative reaction than I actually did see negative reaction. So I think that a, a lot was made of of not a whole lot. But I, I don't think I don't know how you can have negative reaction to someone wearing a wrestling shirt, especially if it. Because, brings more no, it wasn't promotion. the shirt.
2: It was it was who was wearing it. That's what it was because there's a natural blowback to hate hate the Kardashians.
3: Yeah, a twenty-year-old woman wants to wear a a wrestling shirt.
2: Well, they're they're complete fame whores, and that's how they make their money. I mean, they sponsor their Instagrams and tweets and things like that. That's you know, I mean,
3: yeah, but let's be let's be real. If you had an Instagram with a million followers, you would be too. I know Dude, I would I, be. My,
2: my soul I, is for sale. We've already got we've already established that. I, I want to sell well, ads to my three
3: thousand follower Twitter account, Christ sake. You
2: you you give me a ham and cheese sandwich, I'll put it on Instagram. I'm fine with that.
3: <laughs> is that on the blue apron menu anytime soon? A little ham and cheeser? Mm,
2: mm, in the uh on the watch menu.
3: I gotta say, I'm getting my uh I'm getting my blue apron meal tomorrow. I'm so excited nice. for it. Yeah, we what, got what, the uh
2: what meals are you getting?
3: Oh, uh, it's like a uh a Big old pork roast with a rice bed. I know it has a much fancier name because Blue Apron makes the makes their meals sound incredibly good with their names. Uh, but yeah, I got this big old. We did the family size, right? Because oh. I wanted to make a lot of it at once, not just a meal for two. I wanted to make a lot of it at once. So we did the family. You want to show
2: off? Look at you. Okay, I did.
3: Well, oh, I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to show off that I can cook sometimes if I really want to. I can. I can do it. And you can. We you should. guys can too if you if you know blueapron.com/slash/shake three meals free right now guys make the food with us blueapron.com slash shake if you haven't tried it it's great you get the ingredients to you you make the food they give you all the instructions you don't have to go to the store you don't have to wait you know wait two hours to go get all the ingredients and then uh and then miserably forget things like i do (laughs) everything gets sent right to you blueapron.com slash shake go there right now three meals free just for listening to the show, but yes, I'm excited. I'm making some food tomorrow night. Uh, a little Friday night meal action. I'm gonna eat it all. Maybe very, I'll may be very full, very stuffed.
2: That's what lovebirds do on a Friday night, isn't it?
3: Well, uh, yes. And tomorrow night is Valentine's Day observed in the oh. in the McCarran household.
2: Got got a little shot A going when you're making the meal. All that stuff.
3: Yeah, I don't know what that is.
2: You don't know what shot A is? No, what is that?
3: She's a musician. Oh, I, I couldn't tell if that was a wine or if it was some type of musician. My I didn't God. know. Sade. I was going to play. I'm going to play some Solange Knowles.
2: No, no. I'll I'll, I'll put in a wrestling thing. He she, she, also, Rick Rude at one time came out to a Sade song called Smooth oh. Operator.
3: I'm going to play some NSYNC.
2: Oh, I will kill you.
3: Is my playlist not up to date?
2: No. No, no woman should have to listen to in sync on. Valentine's not only is Day it night. not
3: up to date, but it's not. It's probably not ideal for the situation, yeah, even in the a, proper date.
2: Play some Weezer or something.
3: I might. They're, they got some songs.
2: Uh huh. They got some. Uh, they got some good ones. Hey, baby, let's get down to Buddy Holly. That'd be great.
3: Well, I wouldn't say <laughs> Buddy Holly would be a good one. <laughs> Tired of sex, maybe from good old Pinkerton.
2: Oh, that's a great song to play on Valentine's Day Observed.
3: (laughs) Right there. All right, then.
2: All right, I'm taking the hint. I'm done. You can go go sleep on the couch.
3: Mm. I don't want that. (laughs) Not on Valentine's Day Observed. Not on any day, really. Uh, Let's get into the mailbag before we get into our top 100. A couple of questions came in our way uh, today. At Shake Them Ropes is the Twitter feed. You can send questions, comments, hot takes, anything you want, anytime. In the DM box, if you want to be, you know, if you want to maintain your privacy or public tweet at us at Shake Them Ropes. Timothy how asks, shame.
2: hold on, how shameful is your comment if you have to slip it into the DMs?
3: Hey, you never know. Okay. Maybe, maybe someone might be a little ashamed or don't want to know where it's coming from. You know, we, In, we, unless en- it's someone famous,
2: like unless, unless it's someone famous and then they want to keep anonymity. But other than that,
3: if Titus O'Neill wants to slip into the DMs and talk about how great our show is, he can do that. Perfect. and i won't reveal that because i i love privacy i won't reveal that titus o'neil <laughs> listens to the show and and slips into the dms i won't i wouldn't reveal something like that i wouldn't do that uh but we did get some uh some comments timothy asks do you think kevin owens will be drafted to smackdown in the next draft
2: mm no it's a, it's a it's well, a fun idea I, I mean, do. I think my
3: answer is it's way too soon, and I think everyone's switching shows. And I don't mean that obviously as everyone, but I think. I, what are you going to do in the draft? Move at least six or eight people.
2: You know what? It's too soon, but oh, man, he'd be a guy. I mean, he's up top there, but he's shown so much value to the Raw roster, and Raw is still considered the A show. They, why would they move a guy that they've moved up that big? Although that a, a straight up trade for a straight up trade for AJ Styles wouldn't be a bad idea.
3: Is it a good idea to have Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin on the same show? No, it's not. Because they're pretty similar, right? I mean, they're pretty similar in what they do. I mean, Kevin, Baron Corbin isn't, you know, hot shot on the mic as much as Kevin, Kevin Owens is on the regular show. I mean, he does that on Talking Smack. But on the regular show, he's kind of a silent. He is the lone wolf character.
2: I think you got to keep Owens and Corbin separate. And I think you got to keep Corbin and uh, Braun Strowman separate.
3: Yeah, those are your three main eventers heading into uh, future WrestleManias. I mean, Braun, and you throw <laughs> Tino in there one day and uh, that's your that's your core. That's your nexus, if you will. The future of WWE. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's way too early to know who's going to be drafted. I got to figure John Cena's going back to Raw at some point. Yeah. You got to keep him on the main show. Uh, but you got to have something. You got to have some star power on both shows at this point. Uh, we had uh, Scott asks... And I think this is a question a lot of people think of now, but you can ask this every single year and get different answers because every single year, new talent steps up. Uh, But who are the top five guys you would build a promotion around? And I don't want to go all the way deep into five. Let's call it three, Jeff. If you could pick three people from WWE, NXT, or any other promotion in the world, or if you want to throw your best friend in there, if you just want to build a promotion around your best friend, if you want to get full-on nepotism in there, who are the three people you would pick to build a promotion around right now.
2: I think it goes to what you want in a promotion, but the
3: three I'd pick, you, right? You now. want one, you want one to make money. If you want you're building a promotion to make money, how about that? You're not building a vanity promotion, you're building a promotion to make money and draw an audience, whether it be live or on TV. Who are you picking?
2: Cena Styles Nakamura. Cena
3: Styles Nakamura. And Nakamura, I, I think you have to go with John Cena. And not just mm-hmm. because he's a big draw. I, I, you know, you're not taking him based on his drawing ability 100%. I think he's a really great character. And he's a guy who, even if he was coming in with a blank canvas, would get the people to care about him sooner rather than later. Whereas other people take a lot of time. I him. Mean, Punk took six years to get people in WWE to care about him. And I know a lot of the excuses. He didn't get the opportunity, but he kind of did. He was on TV from day one in prominent roles. And a lot of times the people didn't care until six years in some people take longer. And that's not a knock really on CM Punk. People had to learn what he was about. John Cena, people reacted to him pretty quickly. I would take John Cena. Um, just to be different. I don't want to say AJ Styles and only have one differing than you.
2: Actually, I'm thinking about switching out one right now. So go
3: ahead. Really? Who is that? Who are you trading already?
2: I'd put Daniel Bryan in there
3: just to be a, uh, a face on TV? Or are you going to have him wrestle?
2: He wants to wrestle. I'm building my promotion. I'm letting him wrestle.
3: Oh, wow.
2: Because that's a draw. That's an Not automatic draw, and I make a lot of money off of that. So,
3: Building there a promotion go. around Daniel Bryan in 2017. Interesting. <laughs> sure. He's been retired for a year. Hasn't but, wrestled really regularly in three years. I, I,
2: I got news for you. That muscle memory will come back quick, and if it doesn't, he'll work on it until it does. All that's right. the kind of guy he is.
3: Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, and uh and John Cena. That were your three?
2: Uh yeah. Or I mean either Shinsuke or AJ Styles can be in that third slot. That's
3: okay. Um putting on the uh spot me here, I would uh, I would take John Cena. Um I I mean I'm gonna get a lot of crap, I would imagine, and you can send that crap at Shake Them Ropes. But I'm taking Tino Sabatelli in my top three. I'm taking Tino Sabatelli in there because of, of the future. He could be he could be the foil to John Cena right away, and I would build my promotion around him. Um, and then I want a female star, and I think that female star would probably be either Becky Lynch or Bailey, and based on crowd reactions out of nothing, I'm probably going Bailey. So I'm I'm going, going Bailey, I'm going John Cena, and I'm going Tino Sabatelli for the future. Because I don't want to pick three guys who might not be around in two or three years. I need to I need to have some people who are gonna be here for a while. I'm building my team.
2: Tino Sabatelli is two years younger than Daniel Bryan.
3: Well, yeah. That's younger. Younger is younger, man.
2: And has one-fourth the talent. Wow. Well,
3: yeah, I I'm not building my promotion around a guy who might not survive one match, though. I love Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. I can't build a promotion around a guy who. Can't work. He can work.
2: He just won't do a headbutt anymore.
3: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> stop himself. I think if he was going in there, he's going in there a hundred percent and he's giving headbutts and he's not surviving.
2: I'm making money off of that then. Come oh, see. It wow, might be Daniel. Come, bad, man. Might be Daniel Bryan's last wow.
3: match. <laughs> oh, I'm making money on the death of Daniel Bryan, Jeff Hawkins I, just said.
2: If he wants to wrestle. Shame. Look, if no, it, it, there's there's plenty of shame in that. But if he wants to wrestle for me and he's going to sign a waiver, not making me culpable, I'm I'm doing it because he's too talented not to. Wow.
3: Oh, I just I just don't know about you tonight.
2: And then come watch a hardcore match with uh, Samoa Joe versus Rob McCarron. Yeah, I'm <laughs> retired. <hard. laughs> I'm the forcing you out of retirement nope, it's, in your, it's in your shake them ropes contract. what is your
3: promotion like legends of wrestling or something when not it's, i'm not it's... calling me a legend i'm just meaning as of you know bringing in all the retired guys what are you gonna main event with kurt angle versus sean no Michaels? i just
2: i just want people to see a beating okay. and you're you're the beating
3: well that would certainly happen uh that that is no doubt <laughs> about that that would certainly happen
2: and um, that's, for my, that's for the promoter's own entertainment right there <laughs> right <laughs>
3: Pod Van Dam asks over under one year until Baron Corbin becomes WWE champion.
2: Under, I think he gets it this winter. I think he gets that ceremonial run this winter.
3: I do. I, I don't even know if it's, I mean, if you give me a year, you're giving me until February of next year, a lot can happen. Who would have thought AJ Styles was going to be the champion of a brand, especially as long as he was that uh, dead some,
2: period around the fall or winter that's yeah. when baron corbin gets at, it for a trial run
3: at some point he's getting an important program whether it's when john cena is out whether it's you know a post draft when maybe you know baron corbin is all that's left on smackdown uh yeah baron corbin if i'm if i'm putting money on it i'm going under on that one mm-hmm. for sure
2: yeah that's um, good money
3: and finally this answer might change many times over the next couple of weeks If you had to put money on it now, Jeff's spending a lot of money on this episode of Shake Them Ropes with all these bets. What will be the last match of WrestleMania 33?
2: Roman Reigns and The Undertaker.
3: Whoa. How does that become a championship match?
2: I don't know if it does. Yeah, I think it it does. does. Okay, all right. I You know, I just see to me, it depends on if they're going to let Goldberg win or not. Cause I do think Goldberg gets the, uh, I think well, never it would be also I, quick.
3: I, if Goldberg doesn't win at fast lane, it would be very, very quick turnaround to get Roman Reigns the title. Like they do. They would have to have a Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens title match the very next night. I think. Yeah. And, and then that's Undertaker coming in to take
0: it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: I guess it could be a very interesting call. Very interesting call. Roman Reigns Undertaker. Cause If you put that match together, I I am in agreement. I don't think you can main event it if it's not a title match just for what it means, even though they did do Mm -hmm. the Undertaker-Shawn Michaels that one time with Shawn Michaels' retirement match. Something has to be on the line. It can't just be... If they want to do Roman versus Undertaker with Undertaker's career Career. on the line, maybe. But Roman Reigns-Undertaker is the most intriguing match out of what we've seen so far. Jericho and Owens, it certainly beats that. Brock and Goldberg, I think it beats that just because we just saw Brock and Goldberg. I, like, I'm interested in Brock and Goldberg, but I don't know about closing the show with it unless they go 10 or 15, and a 10 yeah. or 15-minute Brock-Goldberg match is not something I think I'm going to want to see.
2: Style yeah, no, it has to be to dramatic, that. and yeah, no, no, whatever it is, it's going to be dramatic, and it's going to be a fairly involved match for double-digit minutes, and that's not going to be Goldberg and uh, Brock.
0: Yeah,
3: this WrestleMania card. I'm I'm intrigued to see how everything kind of shapes up because it's all it's been going wacky. I, I am really hyped about this Luke Harper Bray Wyatt Randy Orton match to see what happens and if it ends up being a three way, that's going to be a really good three way. Uh, very interesting match. WrestleMania 13. Jeff Hawkins, uh, Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. It is match number two on our top 100 countdown of matches you must see on WWE Network uh, before you perish. Steve Austin, <laughs> Bret Hart. Before we go into it. And I want to get your thoughts on this match. Were you watching WWE regularly at the time? Because WrestleMania 13, we're getting into late 1990s. We're getting into WCW becoming a whole new company than what you were a big fan of. Uh, right. Were you watching wrestling at this time? Were you watching WWF at this time?
2: I was watching it at the time, yeah. Um, what What year was this again?
3: Uh, this would have been, what, 96?
2: 96, yeah. I would have, uh, March, I would have just moved to Los Angeles. And, sorry, yeah. March
3: March of nineteen
2: ninety seven. Or no, ninety seven, yeah. No, then I was uh we were still getting together for pay per views at this time. So I think I watched this with a group of friends. Yeah, no, I was watching this. Um and I was still on the internet, so I knew, you know, I got all my dirt from there and I knew what was going on with Bret Hart at the time and I knew that they saw a lot in Steve Austin. So um yeah. No, I I was watching this at this time and it was it was weird to me how they were at the time they, they were really pushing the shades of gray thing quite a bit with everybody and how they used that to turn the company in storyline on television against Bret Hart. I found that very interesting. And that's what, what eventually turned into the uh, split between Canada and the U.S. One side with Chairman, one with Boom.
3: WrestleMania 13, Heat. very important you get that heat exclamation point in there Bret Hart Steve Austin was the longest match in the show almost outdone by the main event the no DQ match the Undertaker versus Psycho Sid that's right Sid WrestleMania main eventer Hall of Famer is Sid in the WWE Hall of Fame yet because if not that's a travesty and he must be and if he becomes a WWE Hall of Famer that will be the first WWE Hall of Fame uh, presentation that I actually attend I will attend Sid going to the Hall of Fame I will love he it. Is, I hope he talks he for is, 35 minutes.
2: He is not yet in the WWE Hall of Fame. He is in the Legends downloadable pack for WWE 2K17. And I will have you know, I, did, I, I will tell you, I did play a match as Sid Oh yeah, with, with you in mind. And I'm thinking about making a, a CAW of you to go is, up against Sid so he can put you through a table. March of
3: 1997 was when I was just starting to get into wrestling a little bit. I was, I was getting into WCW. Um, I was just starting to get into it as, as far as a regular watcher. And then later on in 1997, I became more of a regular watcher. But again, WCW first. And then I would eventually get into WWF later. So I did not watch WrestleMania 13 live. I was, I was not really a wrestling fan, if you will, at the time, uh, fully in to WrestleMania 13. Starting to okay. get into it. I was
2: um, never, a, I was, see, it's weird because, because even at this time, I was never the biggest Steve Austin fan in the world. Um, and I had been watching him since '91 in WCW. And I, I, you know, I thought he was good, but uh, he was an, he was actually an internet darling for a while, um, in the old Rec Sport Pro Wrestling, which I found interesting. And then as he, I don't think he had had the beers yet at this point. I think this is still, yeah. Just, just, just Austin three sixteen has happened, but he hasn't gotten that part of an edge to his character in terms of the beers, which I no. always found
3: right. The forces kind were of rip
2: off of of Sandman, but yeah, but no, yeah, he was starting to get growing. the cheer. Yeah, he was still getting the. Uh, he was just starting to get cheers in the audience at this point.
3: This uh, the match that commonly people uh, think of is like the double turn,
2: double turn. Yeah, where Steve and Hall I don't think
3: really became not- the major baby face.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure if it was a double turn, other than just the fact that Vince Vince was just healing on Brett. Quite right. A bit.
3: I, and, I believe and, J, and Jr was,
2: yeah, and Jr was pumping up Stone Cold because mm-hmm. he was his buddy. So I, I, I'm not sure if it was a an official double turn, but what what is it they say? The uh, man who shot Liberty Valance when uh, legend overtakes fact, say the legend. <laughs> yeah.
3: When, when, yeah, print the legend, all that good stuff. Yeah, print the legend. Yeah, Yeah. people, people look at bullet points, right? They look at the uh, the Austin three sixteen moment as a bullet point. They look at this match as a bullet point. They look at the Uh stunner on Vince McMahon as a bullet point. Those, it's not a gradual thing when you look at history. A lot of times, it's okay. This happened, then this happened, then this happened. Even though that a year might have been in between all that stuff, and things were continuously growing. Uh, I, I'm I'm interested when I when I start thinking about Bret Hart and Steve Austin and knowing what Steve Austin would become. And first of all, in this match, Ken Shamrock is just kind of there. Ken Shamrock the, was involved from in the a Ultimate lot of Fighting things. World. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this was a submission match. Steve Austin does not tap out. He he is uh, he is put to sleep basically by the sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is your match itself. Very important match in history because Bret Hart would was just ending his run as the top guy in WWF where Steve Austin was just beginning his run as a top guy in WWF. So this was kind of, in a way, a big passing of the torch to what many people say is the second leading pro wrestling star ever, Steve Austin, right behind Mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan. So very important. Definitely deserving of the top five for its importance. And a pretty good match. I mean, 22 minutes of of a pretty good Bret Hart-Steve Austin match where you think, Steve Austin's actually a really good wrestler when he needs to be. Yes, I know later in his time with WWF, he had that match with Chris Benoit and Raw, basically, because he just wanted to show people that he was really good and that he didn't have to be, like, Stone Cold Bruiser, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, he could be a good wrestler in the ring, and he had been before. Um, But I was thinking about this match, and, like, we talk about bullet points and the, the career turns. What do you think John Cena is the Steve Austin of our generation? Not obviously the same character, but he is the top guy in WWE and he has been for a long time and he's the most mainstream of the WWE characters at this point. What are John Cena's bullet points? Like when we look back in 10 years, what will we think about John Cena's bullet points? And there's going to have to be more of them because he's been around for a decade and longer where Steve Austin was the top guy for like four years. But what would John yeah. Cena's bullet points be like
2: from start I to finish? Think what, what are his big things? The, the point when he turned from thugonomics to Hustle, Loyalty, Respect, John Cena, I think that won. We're, I think that's when he won the U.S. title against uh, Big Show.
3: U.S. title at Big Show, I would say, is bullet point number one. I think that would one. be one.
2: Uh, the Royal Rumble return, I think, is a big one for him.
3: Okay, but now we're talking about, so 2004 was when he won the U.S. title from the Big Show. I am 2008? not going in order.
2: Okay. I am not All going right. in order, necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big one for him. Uh, the first world title win. I think probably be it. I can't I wouldn't
3: say the first one. Cause that was John Layfield at WrestleMania 21. I think WrestleMania you really 20... have
2: his career in front of you. This is be unfair. I'm doing this. No, on I don't memory. I don't. Oh, okay.
3: This is, I'm not going to get them all either, but he won the world title from John, uh, scene or John Layfield at, you know, JBL at WrestleMania 21. Right. So WrestleMania 20, who wins the U S title, WrestleMania 21, he wins the world title. And then WrestleMania 22, I think is actually the real bullet point. WrestleMania 22 in Chicago, was when the crowd yes. turned on John Cena and wanted Triple H to win, but John Cena taps out Triple H. Because I think that's really where you got the boo-yay. Let's go Cena, Cena's Cena suck. Yeah. Yes.
2: No, I that, agree with
3: where, that. That's where, even to this day, current John Cena kind of began. Because people loved him beating the Big Show at WrestleMania 20. Yeah. And then the people were starting to... I mean, we're talking about WrestleMania 22 in 2005. Twelve years ago is when the crowd started getting iffy on John Cena. And it, it's been th- the same for 12 years. It's crazy. That, that to me is almost his most important bullet point, or at least one of them.
2: Yeah. And I think uh, I think when he breaks the record, that'll be a big one. I do.
3: And I, I he has a lot of... Has, be. could be his last match ever. Of, I mean, they may yeah, wait.
2: He has a lot of very good moments in there, too. I mean, in terms of ones that you can make bullet points, you can make the Kevin Owens match set. Part of it, you made this AJ Styles run. I mean, when he became Big Match John... I mean, there's a, there's a w- few negative bullet points you could put in there too, like when he when he got DDT on concrete versus the Nexus and got right back up and just
3: <laughs> yeah
2: attitude adjustment one two three it's okay great. I wouldn't
3: I wouldn't necessarily include the CM Punk match at Money in the Bank a bullet point for John Cena because that was no a that's a bullet CM, point Punk, for CM Punk that's a
2: CM Punk match yeah. But
3: I absolutely agree that the loss at Elimination Chamber to Kevin Owens because now we're ushered into the area where. Yeah, John Cena's going to win a lot of matches, but he's also going to lose and put new guys over. He's putting over the new era stars. So this is like end of the road, John Cena. As much as his promos are about how he's not leaving, he's not going anywhere. uh, Obviously, we know uh, he's doing more acting. He's doing other things. He's setting himself up for the future. This That match with Kevin Owens is the last of the bullet points to me right now because that is the bullet point where you're saying this is the winding down of John Cena, losing to Kevin Owens that night.
2: Yeah. Um back to the match real quick uh before we move off of it the one thing i noticed watching with fresh eyes made me gain a bit more respect for Brett Hart not that i don't have respect for Brett Hart i just i i'm not his biggest fan in terms of his matches but if you're going Bret to Hart. lay out a match if you're going to lay out a match where a guy who only knew technical wrestling was going to fight a street fight type of match. This is how I would imagine a guy like that would fight. And I think Bret Hart did an outstanding job uh, of that kind of using his skill set to be a bit more brutal in a match with only one way to end it. I thought that was really clever what they did in terms of like going out into the crowd. And he's still doing backflips and he's still like doing suplexes and things like that. But. He he's being a little bit more vicious and trying to hurt people. The figure four around the ring post, you know. I, I think I think all that the way they laid it out for Brett, even though commentary was just putting him over as a whiner the entire time, and Jerry Lawler was kind of rooting on anytime, anytime Hart got attacked. Uh, but I, I that aspect of it, I kind of have missed in the uh, in when when this match went down the memory hole for me and i really liked that and and the bell the ending with the bell i thought was clever too
3: any it was a it was a clever match and if steve austin wouldn't have become what he became this match isn't in the top 100 right i mean it I, i think it was really good but it's not one of i i wouldn't put it in the top 100 as far as importance if steve austin just becomes what he always had been
2: well this is a bullet point bullet point for steve austin right here so i think i think he becomes what he is quite a bit off of this match
3: yeah because this is
2: when this is when the internet really um really got behind him in terms of that mutual respect type thing and in terms of that he's a bad guy but we're cheering him on and we like the character and we like the attitude and he could really be something this is a bullet point for him so yeah
3: yeah um uh, match number two steve austin bret hart wrestlemania 13 the top 100 matches to see before we die uh you can follow along to the list at voices of str as well as all of our episodes uh next week monday it is president's day jeff And we will, on next week's show, not only talk about the number one match in our countdown, which is Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25, we are also going to go over all of the top presidents in WWE history.
2: No, we're
0: not. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey sub at Firehouse Subs?